Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Montana's only daily sports talk show, Nuanez Now. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. I like football! Yo, 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 what's up, Montana? Welcome in. Nuana is now 102.9 ESPN Radio. Don't mind me, just uh, forgot my water here. Crucial part of talking for two hours on the radio with you. We're happy to have you with you. Happy to have you with us here on 102.9 ESPN Radio. You can also find us on SWX Montana as well as the ESPN MT app. I'm Andrew Houghton sitting in for Coulter Nuanez. I uh, hope you've gotten used to the to the pattern by now, but myself and Jeff Safford, who's behind the glass today, filling in for Coulter uh, for the next couple weeks. We'll see how it goes uh, as uh, Coulter Nuanez deals with the joy and uh, agony of becoming a new father. So, uh, as always, congrats and sending out best wishes to Coulter and the rest of his family. Busy day for you here in the sports world. We got plenty coming for you on Nuanez now. Huge news. As always, as everybody knows, I assume, uh, transfer deadline day for European soccer was today. Also, Lewis Hamilton announcing that he's leaving Mercedes at the end of the 2024 season and going, might surprise you. No, I'm just kidding. We're talking uh, Big Sky Conference basketball off the top here. We got some sound from Travis DeCure to lead you off. Uh, And then we'll swing into the high school basketball Garden City Spotlight in segment two. Uh... Big Sky girls are rolling right now. They're one of the top teams in the in the state. Coulter Nuanez caught up with Big Sky girls basketball coach Travis Williams. Segment three, we've been talking about it all week. Big weekend for Grizz Hockey, home and away with the Montana State Bobcats. And uh, Jeff Safford's been doing great work in the back, sort of previewing these two games and previewing the end of the season for Grizz Hockey. 
He's got an, an interview with Montana State head coach Dave Weaver. Don't want to miss that one. Montana State, one of the best teams at their level in the entire country. They've only lost, I think, what, twice this season? And one of those was to the Grizz. So they'll finish up the season with a home and away Friday in Missoula, Saturday in Bozeman. Uh, Jeff Safford caught up with MSU head coach Dave Weaver. Second hour, as we do always on a Thursday. No NFL games this weekend. Uh, I do not count the Pro Bowl. I don't think you should ever count the Pro Bowl. Uh, but Brooks Nuanez still stopping by uh, to talk with Coulter Nuanez all football all the time to kick off our number two. Brought to you by Sportsbet Montana, and then we'll finish off the show. Some more high school basketball, our Class AA Spotlight, Class AA Boys and Girls Basketball Tournaments, of course, in Missoula this year. We're excited to bring you plenty of coverage leading up to those tournaments. Uh, and I caught up with Bozeman head coach Troy Hostetler, the Bozeman boys, undefeated right now. What a year they're having over there at Bozeman High. Of course, uh, the Hawks won the state football title in the fall for Class AA. Brought several of the same players from that team, including Montana Gatorade Football Player of the Year, Kellen Harrison, onto the hardwood, and the Bozeman Hawks are undefeated this year so far in basketball. So I caught up with their head coach, Troy Hostetler. Jam-packed show for you today. Before we get to any of that, one to remind you, you can stay up late now with Florence Coffee Company. New extended hours at several of the Florence Coffee Company kiosks scattered throughout Missoula. And to celebrate their new extended hours, we're giving you a chance to win Florence Coffee Company every day here on Nuanez Now. So text us right now, 406-888-1029 for your chance to win a $10 Florence Coffee Company gift card. Just text me Floco or Florence Coffee Company, whatever. That'll get you entered. Again, that's 406 888 1029. And if you want to join the conversation, you always can call or text us at that number. Again, 406 888 1029. Nuan is now here on 102.9 ESPN Radio. We talked a lot, uh, of course, and we love doing it about Big Sky Women's Hoops yesterday with Krista Redpath in studio. Uh, she talked actually with, with Jeff Safford, myself, and with Coulter Nuanez about Big Sky Women's Hoops, but we're going to switch the focus a little bit today. Talk some Big Sky Men's Hoops. Big weekend, uh, I, at least I think, in Big Sky Men's Hoops. We're sort of getting to that midpoint of the season. League's starting to become stratified. We're starting to figure out, you know, who's the favorites? Who are we going to be watching for in the Big Sky Conference Tournament next month in Boise? Uh, so this is this is the fun part, and the Montana Grizzlies are in Missoula this weekend, the schedule tonight, Grizz are hosting Idaho at 7 p.m. tonight at Dahlberg Arena. Also tonight in the Big Sky, Idaho State at Northern Colorado at 6 p.m. Weber State at Northern Arizona at 6 p.m. At Eastern Washington, the conference leader, they're making the Montana trip this weekend. So they're over in Bozeman taking on Montana State at 7 p.m. Uh, then that goes into Saturday. And I think that, you know, tonight there are a couple okay games tonight. I'm interested in watching Eastern Washington at Montana State. I'm going to be following that, following along with that one for sure. But tonight really feels like the appetizer because Saturday we've got a couple of great games and we'll run down the whole schedule for Saturday uh, for Big Sky Men's Hoops here. Idaho State at Northern Arizona, Sac State at Portland State, Weber State at Northern Colorado, Idaho at Montana State, 
and then Eastern Washington at Montana, and that's the that's the big one. That's always one that you circle on the calendar as soon as the schedules come out for Big Sky Conference basketball. It's been a great rivalry, you know, dating back years now. Eastern Washington and Montana. The Eagles currently undefeated, seven and zero in league. Uh, Grizz are a couple games back, and that's just going to be a huge one. And then the other big one on Saturday. Weber State at Northern Colorado, and that's a matchup between, I think, the two best players in the league, between Weber State's Dylan Jones, uh, who was the unanimous preseason pick for uh, for conference MVP, uh, and then Northern Colorado's St. Thomas, a transfer from Loyola Chicago, who has really burst on the scene uh, and has sort of stolen a little bit of Dylan Jones' thunder here through the midpoint of the Big Sky Conference men's basketball season. I, I sort of can't wait to watch that when it feels like that's the one where we're talking about midseason MVP here next week. That's the one that's going to decide it. You know, Dylan Jones, Coulter, and I have, have talked about this on the air. Dylan Jones has, has taken a step back. I mean, that Weber State team is not as dominant as people predicted that they were going to be in the preseason. Dylan Jones, his stats look good when you watch him. Just something missing on the court. And uh, St. Thomas, on the other hand, at Northern Colorado, what a player. Three-level scorer, 6'7 wing, great rebounder, good passer, good cutter off the ball, uh, and and his Northern Colorado team is, is winning games. So that'll be one to watch on Saturday as well. You're listening right now to Nuanez Now, 102.9 ESPN Radio as well as SWX Montana Television and the ESPN MT app. We'll have some sound from Travis DeCure in just a couple minutes for you to bring this first segment to a close. Culture Nuan has caught up with uh, with Travis at his media availability yesterday going into this weekend. Again, Grizz hosting Idaho tonight, hosting Eastern Washington on Saturday. And, and just the fact that they are hosting Eastern Washington on Saturday Makes it a huge game for the Grizz tonight. And and Idaho's had some struggles. I believe they're they're one and six in league. They're they've got a first year head coach. Cause Zach Klaus was let go at the end of last season. They brought in Alex Pribble. So a new coach there on the Palouse. They've had some struggles. They were okay in the non conference. They didn't play a very tough non conference schedule. They were okay in the non conference. Uh, and they they've struggled in in Big Sky play. I mean they they beat Sac State by three in their in their conference opener. They've kept it close with Portland State and Idaho State in losses, and uh, they've lost every other game by a considerable margin. So they're one and six in league. So you know not too much of an obstacle, I don't think, on paper for the Grizz tonight. But it's it's a huge game just because you know that Eastern Washington is coming to town on Saturday, and Eastern Washington is undefeated. So you know that's going to be a, a, a really tough game. You want this one if you're the Grizz for momentum going into that game because if you lose to Idaho and then you have Eastern Washington coming into town on Saturday, suddenly you're you're stuck and you're you're staring at a mountain to climb in that game on Saturday to try to salvage a split at home for the weekend. Uh, but also, Grizz need this game because they hit the skids a little bit last week. You know, we, we've talked on this show a lot about Grizz are looking great on offense this year. They've uh, sort of committed to that wide-open, three-point shooting offensive identity with guys like Anand Moody, Deshaun Thomas, uh, Josh Vasquez has shot the ball well this year. Uh, All those guys on the court at once. Well, last week, you know, they struggled in the first game at Portland State. They lost 72-46. 
that's a little bit of a fluke. And then they struggled for most of the game against Sacramento State as well and sort of had to fight back to get a 70-67 to win in Sacramento to sort of salvage the split last weekend. That was good to see, you know, the, the fight and the determination to come back. And they were down, I think, eight with about four minutes left in that game and, and fought back and beat Sac State on the road. That's nice to see, but, you know, Sac State's 2-6 and six in league this year, having to come back against them in the first place. Not a great marker. So what you want to see from Montana tonight is getting back to that identity, shooting the ball well, getting open shots, playing confidently on offense, all of that. Uh, you know, when we're talking about Idaho, do they have anything really going? Not a ton. Not a ton. Julius Mims is an interesting story for the Vandals. He's a guy actually from Billings prepped at Billings Skyview and was the Montana Gatorade Player of the Year in 2019-20. I guess he led Skyview to a co-championship that year, co-state championship, uh, because the season was was cut off for, for COVID-19. Uh, so a great player at Billings Skyview, went to North Idaho College for two years. Uh, now he's with Idaho and has sort of filled the role of, uh, if you remember, Isaac Jones with the Vandals last year. Uh, just a really athletic four uh, you know, power forward, great rebounder, can't shoot it a ton, but, you know, they're always looking for him to finish alley-oops, et cetera. So, so he's one to watch for Idaho. Outside of that, the Vandals don't have a ton. So, you know, tonight's going to be about the Montana Grizzlies and, and can they get back to doing what they do before Eastern Washington comes here on Saturday. One last note about this uh, Big Sky Conference weekend before we get to Travis DeCure. Really think... That another reason that Eastern Washington at Montana game on Saturday is going to be so huge. I mean, Eastern Washington, second straight year, great start in league for Eastern Washington. I forget what their winning streak eventually reached last year under David Riley, but it was something like the first 16 games. They won the first 16 in conference before they lost the last two going into the conference tournament. And then, of course, were upset by NAU in the conference tournament. Well, Eastern's doing it again. I mean, they're 7-0. and in conference, 13-7 and seven overall, they played a really tough non-conference schedule and then just came into the Big Sky Conference schedule like a house of fire. 7-0, and oh, clearly it looks like right now trending towards being the best team in the league. This is the weekend that Eastern Washington can sort of stamp that, can really mark themselves as the alpha because this is Eastern Washington's three-game weekend. They're playing Thursday, Saturday, Monday. And the Montana games are the the first two legs of that trip. They're at Montana State tonight. They got the Montana game right in the middle of it on Saturday, and you know that's going to be a war. And then they're traveling to Portland State on Monday. And Portland State, not a hugely tough game, but they're hanging right there at 500, 4-4 in the league. And, you know, just ask the Grizz about how tough it can be to play in Portland. So if Eastern Washington, you know, if they sweep this weekend, those three games, that's the team. I mean, that's that would be a big marker laid down in their dominance of the league, even if they come out of it at 2-1, and one, you know, maybe, maybe trip up and lose one to the Grizz on Saturday. That's a pretty encouraging sign for Eastern Washington. So we're seeing uh, the, conference, the conference's presumed favorite face their biggest gauntlet of the year this weekend. So that'll be one to monitor as well. You're listening to Nuanez now, 102.9 ESPN Radio. Sorry, talked for a, a while there. Wanted to reset for you. I'm Andrew Houghton sitting in studio here at the Missoula Broadcasting Company Studios. 
uh, sitting in for Coulter Nuanez on your Thursday. One more day left until the weekend. Hang with us, but the uh, the basketball weekend's getting started tonight. Montana Grizzlies men's team hosting Idaho, 7 p.m. at Dahlberg Arena. Here's Grizz coach Travis DeCure just with a couple minutes from earlier in the week about bouncing back from last weekend, what he's looking forward to in this game, and what his team needs to do tonight against the Vandals. You know, I talked to you a week ago, obviously split on the road at a, a wooden clunker, so where do you think you're at right now? Roller coaster ride. Uh, it, I guess it really depends on what day you ask me. Um, I, I like where we're at right now, considering what we've been through. Um, you know, a couple road games that, that we weren't ourselves, um, the way we responded on Saturday. Going into this week, I think our heads are in the right place. Um, we're still in striking distance to make some things happen. So I like where we're at. I, I think that I have a team that believes um, not only in themselves, but each other. And that's the most important thing. What's it take to bounce back on a Saturday like that after you have kind of a tough one Thursday? You have to be tough mentally and physically, um, more so mentally. Um, I, I think that when you have culture, you have a plan, and, and you have a group of individuals that believe in the plan, you can survive adversity like that. And and we did that with, you know, going from Weber to Idaho State. Um, we also did that in November coming out of those guarantee games and then playing like opponents and playing very well. So we have a team that, that has proven to be able to bounce back. What makes that West Coast swing road trip tough? Travel. Um, one of the toughest things about our conference is travel. Um, you know, it, it, we were delayed basically 12 hours to get out of here. So um, some of it was that. There was some fatigue in that regard. Um, but, but also this contrasting styles. Um, you know, those two have always even with different coaches, have really been opposites in terms of their style of play. Uh, and then Portland State is very unpredictable. Um, the way that they played uh, Thursday night and then Saturday against the Cats, we hadn't seen that in a year in terms of the pressing, um, the things they did offensively and defensively. They went back to some of their old concepts, and we hadn't seen that all year and, and didn't do a good enough job of really paying attention to the fact that they could bounce back to that after struggling in Northern, Car- uh, Northern Colorado. When it comes to a couple guys, uh, you know, Josh Vasquez, I mean, we see the, you know, the, the transfer portal age, and what's it mean, like, what does it say about him to kind of stick it out and, and obviously maybe not always getting the, the playing time that he wanted throughout his career, but t- to stay and, and see it through. I, I think him, and I would include Brandon Whitney, you know, is, is a fourth-year guy that's it's been at one school. It's, it's getting to a point where no one does that anymore. And um, I, I think it says a lot about how they were raised, about their character, in, you know, individually. I, I think that when they look in the mirror, they see themselves, not someone else. Um, and, and so it allows you to coach them. It allows you to help them through adversity. But also at the same time, um, they become men because they stick to commitments they've made through adversity. What about, um, you know, on and, and just, you know, obviously when you're kind of going into this year and you're more the guy, teams are going to game plan against you differently. How would how has he kind of adjusted to that? How have you guys kind of adjusted to that? I think it's difficult when, you know, no matter, you know, what year it is in your career, when you have expectations and you're coming off of success and you're an all-conference player and there's a high perception of what you're capable of and everyone keys on you and it's hard to play like that every night. Um, that's going to be difficult, and, and I think that it has been not only for him but for us uh, to get those numbers and that production that we all expect of him. 
but it has made us a better basketball team because when people key so much on him, it's allowed other people to play well. And that's where Josh Vasquez and Brandon Whitney and Deshaun Thomas have been very productive for us. I asked him, like, what's it like going into a game when you don't know exactly how the defense is going to play you? You know, and coming off a screen, I don't know if they're going to, you know, how they're going to play it. What's that like for you as a coach when you're not sure how they're going to play it and then just kind of adjusting off that? Your patience is challenged, um, but we, you know, we'll, we'll, we run offense in a matter that we'll learn early what their plan is for him, whether, you know, they're going to help off him or, you know, face guard him and things like that. Um, but we pretty much expect it and prepare for it every night. So we have not been caught off guard with that. And, and you know, there's some teams that switch everything, and he's gotten loose in some of those games. So um, I think the biggest thing is just be patient. Let the game come to you as a coach and as a player. And um, as, as the game continues, you'll find ways to be successful, a lot like what happened in Bozeman. Points of emphasis this week. Where do you want to see your team grow? We need to be a better defensive team. We, we need to continue to grow in that regard, and we need to be consistent. We've shown that we can do it. Um, we, we need to show up every night on the defensive side of the ball if we're going to win games like this week. Um, and, and really, that's our point of emphasis right now. Thoughts on Idaho? I mean, new head coach, so how much different do they look? Style of play completely different. Um, piece, just everything is really different about them. Um, you know, I, I think they're hard to prepare for because they do so many things. It's not really how many plays you run, but but how many, how, much, how versatile you are. Post players that shoot, post players that put the ball on the floor, ball screens for post players, things like that are a lot different than what you're going to see in most games. And so in, in your prep, you need to prepare yourself and, and talk a lot about all those different concepts within, you know, the plays they run and, and um, their personnel. I know obviously every game's big for you guys, but you know, Saturday, Eastern, you know, the, it's not supposed to be bad weather, the students are back. Like, what would be the message to, to fans that come to, you know, a big regular season game? Come Thursday night, uh, bring energy Thursday night, and then it, it will play well and it will carry over into Saturday. A bunch of guys that played in the Big Sky last year that are just tearing it up right now. I mean, Dalton Connect had 31 last night. I mean, Great Osabar had 31 as well. What do you think that just says about the guys that came out of this league that kind of went on to different places, different opportunities? I think it says a lot about the coaches in our conference. Um, I, I think it speaks to the, the player development. Uh, it speaks to the level of recruiting. Um, you know, a lot of recruiting sometimes is just identifying talent and and looking into the future of what someone can become and to see, you know, a few years back you had a couple guys from Eastern go to Oklahoma and, and have some success and this has been an ongoing thing. We, You know, we had a young man from North Dakota go to Gonzaga and and so this this has been an ongoing thing with this conference. Um, so, But I think it speaks a lot to the, the coaches because those players weren't at that level when they got them. Is it frustrating though? Because those guys could be at the league right now. I mean, that'd be pretty cool if, the, if everybody was in the big sky right now. It'd be incredible. Um, our net would be a lot higher. We, we our, our non-conference wins would be more spectacular. Um, I, I think that this conference deserves to keep their talent, um, but they're going to have to be creative and find ways to keep them. There you go, Travis Decure, head coach of Grizzly Men's Basketball. Uh, joining us on Duanez now. That was from his uh, media availability yesterday going into this weekend's schedule. Grizz hosting Idaho tonight at 7 p.m. Eastern Washington on Saturday at 7 p.m. And, and Travis DeCure talked a little bit about just the challenge that comes with uh, facing that Eastern Washington team that uh, for the second year in a row 
is off to a great start under uh, second-year head coach David Riley. And I, I thought also the last bit of that conversation with Travis DeCure, really interesting just talking about all the talent that was in the league last year and has gone on to, I guess some people would say bigger or better things, but have gone on to Power 5 opportunities or have gone on to the Mountain West. Or I mean, we were looking at this, we were talking about this the other night, but just the talent that was in the league last year and was is, is no longer here, like Great Osobor and Darius Brown killing it under Danny Sprinkle at Utah State. I mean, that's a top 25 team that Danny Sprinkle has put together at Utah State. And two of his guys who, who played huge roles for Montana State last year are there with him. Raekwon Battle finally got eligible to play at West Virginia, and he's tearing it up over there at Morgantown. Of course he is, right? Like, Raekwon Battle's just one of the most natural and most gifted scorers of the basketball that I've ever seen. So, like, not a surprise there. Dalton Connect is, like, one of the stories of the college basketball season. This dude is scoring 30, 30 30-plus night in and night out at Tennessee. He might be a lottery pick. I know it's a down draft this year, but Dalton Connect's putting himself certainly in the first-round conversation, and he just keeps climbing up draft boards because uh, he's dominating there at Tennessee for a really good volunteers team. I mean, he was at Northern Colorado. They won. They went 6-12 and 12 in league last year. He goes to Tennessee. Suddenly he's a first-round pick, but, uh, you know, Steele Venters, the MVP of the league last year, he got an opportunity at Gonzaga, hurt, hurt his knee in preseason, so he's out for the year. That's too bad. Isaac Jones, who was at Idaho, another bad team in Big Sky play last year. Isaac Jones is tearing up the pack for for Washington State right now. You know, and you, you have guys who were in the league last year who have gotten even better this year. I mean, Dylan Jones was in the league last year. I mean, you think about just the, the, the level of talent that was around the Big Sky Conference last year. This is part of a, a little bit longer discussion, and we, we got to get out here in a minute because uh, Big Sky Girls basketball coach Travis, uh, Travis Williams waiting for you on the other side of the break. This is a little bit of a longer discussion, but it really brings a new nuance to the conversation around to sort of the sky is falling narrative around the transfer portal and the increased um, – eligibility rules, right, in college basketball, because I know that there was some sentiment about that, that like, hey, this is going to kill the big sky when we have guys who can transfer out after a year or two. And in some ways it has, right? All those guys I just named who transferred out and up to bigger programs. But the thing is, they were all here last year while those rules were in effect, right? Clearly it doesn't affect the ability of those big sky coaches that Travis DeCure was talking about to bring in talent like that. I mean, Darius Brown transferred into the league, right? Isaac Jones transferred up into the league. A guy like Cedric Coward, who's dominating at Eastern Washington this year, he was a Division Three guy, transferred up into the league. So I think that although the talent is fluctuating a little bit more, you don't have the same stability, I think the level of, the ta- of talent in the big sky uh, is is pretty good and it's remaining more or less the same as it was before those uh, those new transfer portal rules hit but maybe something to discuss further with Coulter Nuanez when he comes back you're listening to Nuanez now ESPN radio as well as SWX Montana and the ESPN MT app thanks for being with us here on a Thursday just one more day to go until the weekend we got plenty more to get through today on Nuanez now coming up next 
Big Sky Girls basketball is rolling. They're number two in the state. Coulter Nuanez caught up with head coach Travis Williams. We'll listen to that right after this. You're listening to Nuanez Now, ESPN Radio. Are you having a bad day? Did you get hurt and it wasn't your fault? Are you in trouble? No matter what has you down, you can take action and help yourself by letting Schulte Law Firm help you. Schulte Law Firm litigates injury, criminal, and civil matters, providing expert advocacy in any situation. Here with Dwight Schulte from Schulte Law Firm. When it comes to criminal defense, what's an example of why someone could or should call Schulte Law? Criminal defense happens on somebody's worst day, you know, and it doesn't mean that someone's a bad person. We all make mistakes. We all make choices that maybe aren't the best choice, and that can lead to dramatic consequences in somebody's life. So we're really focusing on personal injury and criminal defense. We do a lot of different areas of the law, though. We have a strong background in real estate. Um, We handle family law for clients, ton of mediations. The ultimate reality is, is that people have bad days, and that's when you need our help. That's when you need to call Schulte Law Firm because we know the players, we know the game. We can put people in the best position to achieve the outcome they want. If you've had a bad day, visit jschultilaw.com. It's new on is now on 102.9 ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. Nuanez now ESPN Radio. Andrew Houghton sitting in for Coulter Nuanez today on your Thursday. Uh, it's a community solicited playlist today. This is the the hardest part of putting together and in fact of broadcasting the show for me. I don't really know how Coulter does it. Is putting together like a a five song playlist. He's always got themes and stuff too. That is like impossible to me. That's like you tell me to like build a rocket ship and fly it to the moon. It's like. I really struggled with that. So just suggestions uh, from around the office today. Thanks to everybody for pitching in on the playlist. We're back to basketball here on Nuanez now. But we're going down to the high school ranks. Uh, Class AA Spotlight is coming up later in the show. This is our Garden City Spotlight. Talking about all things Missoula High School sports. The Garden City Spotlight is brought to you by the Missoula Electric Cooperative and we're talking about uh, the Big Sky Girls today. Eagles continue to roll. They got a crosstown win against Hellgate on Tuesday. They got a chance for another one against Sentinel on Saturday. Uh, they've got one loss. They're number two in the state. Uh, they have several great players. Cadence Couture, she's headed to Idaho to play for Carrie Amy. So one Division One player there. Another one who's going to be a Division One player at some point, Avery DeCoit. Uh, just a sophomore still, I believe, but has been a star on the basketball court and on the soccer field for a couple of years for the Big Sky Eagles. Coulter Nuanez caught up with Big Sky head coach Travis Williams earlier this week. Time for our Garden City Spotlight where we highlight various high school storylines from around the city of Missoula. And we're joined now by the head coach of one of the hottest teams in the state of Montana, the Missoula Big Sky Girls, off to a 10-1 start. They got seven straight Western AA wins after their nice win over Hellgate on Tuesday night. Travis Williams, the head coach of the Eagles, joins us. Coach, thanks for being here, man. How you doing? Great, great. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. First of all, just tell us about sort of the the, uh, the, the season this, up to this point, because I know last year you had a great, young, talented squad. Now a year older, uh, a lot of experience. So uh, what's it been like watching these girls grow? What's been uh, the keys to your guys' early success so far this year? 
Well, I, I think you said it um, in that opening statement. We have experience this year, where last year we didn't have a lot of experience, so we were kind of in uncharted territory um, when it got to tournament time. And I, you know, we, we took a big step and and jumping that hurdle to be able to get to the state tournament. And that that experience is just so invaluable um, the next time around, and to have you know a majority of our kids coming back with that experience under their belt. Um, it's not so overwhelming at first, and I think. Um, that's what I'm seeing this year is just, you know, a year older, a, a year more mature, both emotionally, physically. Um, and that's been the biggest difference, I think. Well, it's such an interesting dynamic, too, because uh, all your players last year were so young. I mean, Kane's uh, Couture is only a sophomore. Avery DeCoy's only a freshman. When they become a year older, though, now all of a sudden everybody kind of knows about them. And, and they're on the scouting report a little more. No, no surprises, I guess, is what I'm saying. So how do you think that some of the, so, sort of your uh, headlining players have handled I just people just knowing about them sort of no more element of surprise yeah absolutely and you know yeah obviously you know they're 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 the subject of, of most of the scouting reports coming in but you know on on the, on the same side they, they've elevated their game from last year um they, they both put in a ton of work this last summer um they both both improved in in you know multiple different ways um and so they're able to handle that more attention that they're getting this year um and i think they've just both done a done a great job over the offseason and preparing for for this situation this year well across the state one thing i've been fascinated by is first of all just how many great girls basketball players there are in the state of montana I mean, it's 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 unheard of right now how many girls have college aspirations that you're not just talking double a right I mean, it's all the way down to the class b and class c ranks there's multiple d1 caliber type uh, talents but it also seems like uh, an incredible work ethic that's a year-round sort of endeavor. And uh, you mentioned those young ladies, and I'm sure there's other gals on your team that are the same way. So what do you think of just like the way that the game has evolved? It seems like uh, a true dedication that's maybe more than just during basketball season this day and age. Yeah, a- absolutely. And, and, it, and it really has turned into a 12-month-a-year endeavor for them. Um, and, and, and the ones that are serious about moving on to the next level, that's what it takes. And, and you know, we're fortunate to have, you know, a few of those girls in our program that are willing to put in that commitment. Um, and, and that's what it takes today. I mean, there's a lot of girls that are that are really committed um, overall to, to taking that next step. And it takes a lot of hard work behind the scenes. And um, it's really what sets what sets a lot of our, our players apart, I think, from from other girls is is they're willing to put in that time and that commitment. Travis Williams joining us here on Nuwana's Now ESPN Radio. It's our Garden City Spotlight, proudly presented in part by Missoula Electric Co-op. Let's talk about uh, the crosstown that you just had, and then we'll talk a little bit about the crosstown that's coming up. You you had a nice one against Hellgate, rallied from a halftime deficit. I know Hellgate uh, is a talented and dangerous team, probably a little bit better than what their record has been so far this year, but they're certainly going to be there right there at the end. Uh, but a good test for you guys at home, and uh, you were able to finish the deal in the second half. So what was the turning point? How were you guys able to sort of uh, turn the corner at halftime, and, and what did you think of the finish by your team? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Hellgate's another one of those teams that they, they return, you know, they they lost a, a, a big part of their team in Alex Colville last year, but they returned a lot of those players that gained that experience last year. And, and I thought they came out really ready to go and, and prepared for us um, and kind of caught us off guard at the beginning of the game. We're just striving mainly for consistency this year. And so I, I feel like we're a good team right now. We've played, we've had stretches where we played really well this year, and then we've had stretches where we haven't played as well. And so that's kind of what we're fighting right now is just. Um, being able to build in that consistency 
because that's really what separates the great teams, you know, come tournament time from the good teams is who is going to show up more consistently on a day-to-day basis. And right now that's really been our focus and what we're striving for. And, and kind of our MO right now has been we play a great, you know, two or three quarters, but we haven't had that game where we're, we've played four great quarters. And so that's that's where our focus has been right now. And so that's kind of what you saw Tuesday night against Hellgate is we had two really good quarters coming out after halftime, um, and we were able to overcome that deficit that we had at halftime. Well, certainly better if you're going to only play a couple really good quarters for them to be the second two, I suppose. Well, what else, what else about your team? What else can you tell people? I mean, I think obviously when people read the paper, they listen to the show, a lot of times the uh, the leading scorers are the ones that uh, get a lot of the headlines. And, and me justifiably so. That's the name of the game at the end of the day in the, the game of hoops. But um, what else can you tell us about your team, maybe beyond some of the headliners? And then what have you liked just about uh, your depth and then your total roster? Yeah, I, I, I mean, like like we said, we, we have a lot of girls returning um, that played you know, big roles for us last year. I think the thing that sets us apart and, and has been able to generate some success for us so far this year is just how hard we play defensively. Um, and it's something we put a, a priority on every single day when the girls show up to practice is on the defensive end. Um, and I think we play extremely hard. We, we're, we're pretty sound defensively, and I think that, that keeps us in and has won a lot of games for us up to this point. Um, our, I feel like our offense is still a work in progress, um, but we've been pretty solid, and the effort is always there defensively. And so, you know, that's kind of our, I think, our identity right now is just on the defensive end and, and how hard we're willing to compete there. And we have a lot of girls that buy into that. And, you know, outside of Avery and Cadence, you know, we've got a lot of capable scores and, and a lot of girls you know every every single night we take the floor it's 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 a different girl stepping up um kind of playing that that third part um to our offensive success that we have and so it's been really nice to see and that just comes from the buy-in and, and the experience that we have coming back Travis Williams big sky girls basketball coach here on Nuan is now part of our Garden City Spotlight probably presented by the Montana Educators Credit Union how about just double a landscape in general it seems like uh, the East is really stacked. Everybody kind of expected both Skyview and West to be very good, given all the the uh, returners that they have. But out West, it seems like there's a whole bunch of really good teams, and everybody's kind of beating each other up right now. You guys are the only ones that have been sort of unscathed, at least to this point. So what do you think of just the uh, the landscape in Class AA, particularly out West this year? Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of parity out West this year. Like you said, West and uh, Skyview are really good. I think Gallatin's really good. They're they're going to be a dangerous team when the tournaments roll around. Um, for us, we had a we had a great test going to Helena the other night, and you know we were we were fortunate to come away with the win there. I think we learned a lot about ourselves in that game. Um, but what we tell our kids is, hey, we can beat anybody, but we can also be beaten by anybody. So I think it's important to approach every single game like that, where hey, we could get knocked off if we don't show up and and we're not ready to play from the tip. So, um, yeah, it, it, it definitely makes for for interesting um, time of year as, as we roll into tournaments here in a few weeks. Um, and, and you just got to have that consistency and show up ready to go. And I think the teams that do that are the teams that move on and have success. We'll talk about tonight then, uh, another Crosstown matchup. So, uh, first of all, before we get into like the X's and O's of it all, what's it like preparing for Crosstown, especially when you have two in one week? I mean, how do you sort of handle the uh, the hype and the emotions and, and preparing for all the student sections and all that sort of stuff? 
Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's def- there's definitely a different vibe around the week when we're playing one of the crosstown teams here in Missoula. And like you said, there's a lot of emotion that goes into it as well, more so than probably, you know, a typical conference game for us. And I think it's just kind of kind of staying grounded and keeping, you know, kind of our goals in mind and, and things we're trying to accomplish game in and game out and, and, and trying not to get too high or too low during these games, especially in that preparation leading up to that. And Sentinel, uh, they had a, t- a tough start, but they really turned a corner after they knocked off Hellgate a couple weeks ago. Uh, they've been on a little winning streak here, and uh, it kind of starts with Emily McElmurray. She's been great all year, but especially these last couple weeks. So, how much is it? Uh, how much is it a priority to try to slow her down tonight? And uh, what do you think of the matchup with the Spartans? Yeah, no, em- Emily's a really good player. Um, she was definitely a key for you know, for what we were game planning for the first time around when we play them, you know, we're going to have to, we're going to have to defend her well. We're going to have to um, know where she's at on the floor at all times and, and hopefully not let her get going and, and get momentum early on. And yeah, I mean, I mean, Sentinel's going to be ready to, we know they're going to come out ready for us. They're, they're going to, you know, come after us, especially after the, you know, us getting the best of them the first time. And so, you know, it's just really important that we hit the floor tonight ready to go and and we're ready for that challenge and we execute and work on the things that we've been working on you know not only this whole season but the things we worked on to prepare for them tonight with the quick turnaround after hellgate on tuesday travis williams head coach of the missoula big sky girls they take on sentinel this evening coach appreciate the time man thanks for being here and the best of luck thanks a lot colter appreciate it go eagles there you go travis williams and the big sky eagles uh, didn't realize that game against Sentinel was, was actually tonight, but uh, Big Sky Eagles girls basketball, number two in the state right now behind, uh, you know, I'm not sure anybody's going to catch Billings Skyview with Brianna Williams over there in Billings. Almost done with the first hour here. We got a little bit more for you. Coming back from break, Jeff Safford caught up with Dave Weaver, the head coach of Montana State's hockey teams. Of course, the Bobcats and the Grizzlies facing off in a home and away a little two-game set this weekend will be the regular season finale for both teams. That interview with Travis Williams, part of our Garden City Spotlight, is brought to you by Missoula Electric Co-op. The Missoula Electric Cooperative strives to uphold a commitment to service excellence while delivering safe, affordable, safe, affordable and reliable electricity to its members. Visit MissoulaElectric.com to learn more and to learn how the Missoula Electric Cooperative can help you. Dave Weaver, Montana State Hockey. It's a brawl of the wild this weekend on the ice. We'll have that interview for you coming up right after this. You're listening to Nuanez Now, ESPN Radio. At Jewelry Design Center, they can make anything you desire. We have branded jewelry that you'll see across the world and the country. And you have full access to our full manufacturing shop. You can look in the case. You don't have to start out designing something. You can see anything that we have in the case that customize it for your personal experience. Jewelry Design Center, now open in Missoula at 2501 Brook Street, across from the Montana Club. Jewelry Design Center, your jeweler for life. This is Nuwana's Now. 2.9 ESPN Radio Missoula. Nuana is now 102.9 ESPN Radio. Thanks for the song wreck, Hallis. I know you're listening out there, so appreciate that, buddy. Uh, you're listening 
to Nuanez now, 102.9 ESPN Radio. I'm Andrew Houghton sitting in for Coulter Nuanez. Almost done with our number one here on a Thursday. We got one more interview to get to. We've we've been talking a lot about Grizz hockey this week for good reason. Grizz coming to the end of the regular season here, and they're taking on the Bobcats in two games to end it, playing at home at Glacier Ice Rink in Missoula on Friday, then heading to Haynes Pavilion in Bozeman to finish up the regular season on Saturday. We'll have a little bit more coverage of that for you tomorrow in the show. Jeff Safford caught up with players from both sides of the rivalry, uh, but here we have Montana State head coach Dave Weaver. Jeff, uh, just just intro this segment because you know you know this more than I do, but Montana State has really been one of the best teams uh, in the nation this year at, at this level of club hockey. Uh, what's been making them so good? What was it like to, to chat with Dave Weaver a little bit? Well, we've talked with Dave Weaver here on ESPN Radio before, and when we t- talked with Dave back in December before the last matchup with Montana, the one thing that he highlighted about his team is the depth that they have offensively, that they have so many weapons that they can go to, and they play four or sometimes five lines deep in terms of forwards. So, And you're thinking about so many players that you have to try to stop it makes it very difficult they have their top two goal scorers to highlight that further are the top two goal scorers in the entire conference when looking at zach lane and hayden clem and little teaser zach lane is one of the bobcats that you'll hear from tomorrow here on nuanas now there you go let's roll a bit ESPN Radio Missoula 102.9, as well as SWX Montana TV. You'll be able to catch this outfit on television on Saturday night on the other side of the divide in Bozeman. But on Friday night, the Bobcats are coming on over to the Glacier Ice Rink for Montana's final home game of the regular season. It's a brawl. Bobcats and Grizzlies. And visiting with us once again this season, got a chance to talk with him back in December, is the head man from Montana State, Dave Weaver. Dave, thanks for coming on for, with us for a few minutes. How's the weather out there in Bozeman? It's real foggy out here in Zootown. It's actually pretty nice today. The weather has been uh, unseasonally warm, so it's, uh, it's it's been pretty nice the last week. Yeah, it sounds like it's been like that every place across the state of Montana, except for here in Missoula, pretty cold and foggy whatnot. But um, your team got a chance to take a weekend off this past week, have been off to a great start here in 2024 and throughout the regular season with 29 wins. Was it nice just to get a week off from the grind? Yeah, for sure. I, I try to give the guys a weekend off uh, each semester just to recharge their batteries and uh, and to get ready here. Uh, this was well-timed, obviously. We've got the big weekend this weekend with, with playing Providence uh, tomorrow night or Thursday night and then the Grizz Friday and Saturday. And then, of course, we head into playoffs the following weekend. So. It was a good. It was a good time to let the guys get caught up on on school and caught up on their sleep and and to rest and to heal up and get ready for a, a great final push here. Now, in the month of January, sequence where you did a quite a bit of travel, even experiencing a trip to Missouri, seeing a program in Lindenwood that's been very impressive this season. Maybe touch on that trip you had a few weeks ago out to Missouri, taking on Maryville and Lindenwood, and the success you had there. 
Yeah, it was a great trip for us. Uh, the guys had just come off a break. We we were able to get a couple practices in, and then we uh, we flew to to St. Louis and took on Lindenwood for two games. Uh, at the time, they were ranked number one in the country, so it was certainly a, a great test for us uh, to see where we were nationwide. Uh, we were fortunate enough to come out on top on, in both of those games, but they were they were obviously very close and, and very competitive. Uh, Maryville's also got a very good program, and uh, that was a, another competitive game. So we, we were able to come out of that trip 3-0, and uh, fortunately, but those were those were certainly three very good teams, and, and we would expect Lindenwood to go a long way in the national tournament as well. So it was a great measuring stick for us to, uh, to, to go play those teams right out of the gate second semester. And how big was it also for those games to be the first games for you in the 2024 year just to kind of restart coming off the holiday break? I know it's difficult to have that sequence where you're off for two, three weeks on the holidays, but you have those huge games right out of the chute, and clearly that propelled you in the month of January where you were able to finish 5-0 and overall. Yeah, for sure. It, it, but, you know, obviously as a coach, I was concerned. You know, I didn't have the guys for three weeks, and... uh you know, to make sure they came back after visiting with their families and having a nice vacation to come back and be ready to go, uh, especially taking on, a, a you know, the caliber of team that Lindenwood is. Uh, so I, I was I was super proud of the guys to, that, that they were ready to go and that we had a, a really successful weekend. Visiting with the head coach of the Montana State Bobcats, Dave Weaver, head of a big weekend of action, Bobcats and Grizzlies, here on 102.9 ESPN Radio Missoula. And we've touched on this, the success of teams in the conference and the state of Montana in general also. The Grizzlies picking up a win against your outfit and then also University of Providence. The Argos have been ranked as high as number two in the western region. So how has it been to be able to see some of these other programs across the state really challenge you guys? Well, I think it's great, right? Like It's, it's only good for, for uh, Montana State if if the Argos and the Grizz are, are competitive and good, and they both are. Uh, Providence is obviously a, a well-coached and, and a very, very good team. Uh, we will see them here in a couple days, and, and it'll be interesting to see uh, where they are now. Uh, they are, I think they're ranked third right now, so they're, they're certainly trying to fight for that second seed. Uh, the Grizz, you know, rivalry game, it's, it's always going to be competitive. Uh, they're always going to be great games, and and you know anybody could win those games. So for for all three organizations to be competitive, not just in the West but also on a national level, is is awesome, and it's great for Montana hockey, and it's great for us to represent our state uh, nationwide. So I mean, I would expect, uh, however the final rankings fall, that that both Providence and the Grizz, uh, if they're not fortunate enough to get to to get the auto national bid, that they'll perform very well at regionals and have a have a a legitimate shot at at uh, at going to the national tournament. Now, one thing that happened in the month of January involving the Grizz program specifically was the Winter Classic, where they were able to play the game against um, Logan Lake, British Columbia, out in Kalispell outdoors. And would that be something you would maybe consider doing with a program like Montana or Providence, maybe not playing outdoors, but maybe some type of a neutral site game, that sort of thing? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I I certainly heard about those games that they had, and I think it's 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 great. You know, if we could somehow organize a, a winter classic game where it was outdoors with uh, with the two programs, I think it would be well attended and something that that the state would get behind. So yeah, for sure. Uh, we've we've talked about uh, adding in 
not for this year, but but in years to come, a, a state championship of sorts for the Montana teams at a neutral site. Um, so yeah, this is all stuff that we're, uh, we're we're throwing around here as organizations. Now he alluded to the matchup the last time these two teams got together, the Bobcats and Grizzlies. It was a game in December in the Glacier Ice Rink right before the holiday break, and it was rock'em, sock'em type of ending, benches clearing, real physical game, one by Montana, two to one. Was that something, though, that was kind of a wake-up call for your team to just kind of realize, hey, we can't just expect to walk into any barn and pick up a win that we have to bring the X Factor every night? Yeah, I, don't, I wouldn't phrase it that way. Uh, we, we take one game at a time. I know it's a cliche, but uh, whoever our next opponent is is who we're focused on, and, and we certainly respect the opponents that we're playing, uh, none more than the Grizz. Uh, we know that the Grizz players and the, and the fans are gonna, going to be into the game and that they're going to be well-prepared and well-coached, and, and we expect to get their best game every, every time we play them. So was it a surprise that it's close or that we lost? Was it a, re, a restart for us? Not, not really. Uh, I think that we can learn from those losses and, and figure out what we need to to do to perform better. Uh, but I, I don't, I don't think it was, you know, it wasn't earth shattering for us. I think that, uh, we always recognize that the Grizz are going to give us a very good game and, and that we have to be at our very best to beat them. And so, uh, and they proved that and, you know, they, they won the game two to one and, and now, now we move forward and got two more with them and, you know, we could play as play, play again in the playoffs. So it'll be an exciting weekend. Dave Weaver, the head man for the Montana State Bobcats, visiting with us here. Give him a few more questions and get him on his way. Now, in terms of the matchup this weekend, same thing as you'll see in the Glacier Ice Rink on Friday. Also will be senior night for your seniors on Saturday. Five graduating seniors, as you mentioned to me, for the Montana State Bobcat program. And obviously, this has been a very successful season, 29-2 and two to this point. No team in the ACHA Division II has won as many games as the Montana State Bobcats. So how will this be kind of a culminating moment for the seniors that have built the program to this point, but you also have to focus on what's ahead of them also? That's a great question. I think, you know, for this group of seniors, they they came to Montana State as we were starting to grow and and become competitive, uh, certainly on a regional scale, but also on a national scale. And they brought us to the level of where we are certainly national contenders. And so they've meant so much to this program over the years. We, we are certainly losing five very critical players for our program. And, and while, you know, you want to, you want to enjoy, enjoy their last home game and we want to, you know, soak in the atmosphere. Uh, we also have a job to do. And I, I know with their leadership, they understand that, but it's certainly going to be an emotional night Saturday for, for our, for our seniors. Uh, as they uh, as they play their last home game uh, wearing a Montana State jersey, so it, it's good, it's emotional, but also you know there's there's a game to be played, and uh, and I think we all recognize that. Last thing for you then, Montana State and Montana, you touched on it. You expect a tight contest anytime these two outfits get together. But one guy that wasn't out there the last time these two teams played was Hayden Clem. And he's been one of your hottest offensive players in the last four or five games. Last four games, two games, he had a hat trick offensively. I think that's pretty good. So what do you think are going to be the adjustments for your team going into this next matchup? What has Hayden Clem given to your offense? Yeah, specifically about Hayden, uh, you know, he's, he's obviously a very, very talented player. He's, he's, he's a good player. He's, he's our leading scorer. And, uh, we didn't have him for, uh, for a, a number of games as, as he hurt his knee, uh, in November. But, uh, anytime, a, a, a player goes down, uh, you, you know, you, you have to adjust and play through it. 
Uh, if you look at a couple of our games there down the stretch when he wasn't playing, obviously our goal scoring was down. Um, and so we certainly expect, uh, you know, we expect to score more than one goal in a game and, he, and he's a big part of that. So I don't think we don't, we don't change our game uh, for whoever we're playing. We're going to, we're going to play a fast, hard nose, come at you type of style of game. And, and uh, it doesn't really matter who the opponent is. So uh, that's, but I do expect the game to be very close and very tight and, and it's, it's going to be going to be a great weekend. Dave Weaver, the head coach of the Montana State Bobcat hockey team, catch them in action Friday and Saturday night, Friday in the Glacier Ice Rink, Saturday out in Bozeman, 7.30 puck drops in both locations. You can catch both contests if you can't be there in person here on ESPN Radio Missoula, the ESPN MT app, as well as grizzhockey.com. Dave, thanks for coming on with us for a few minutes. We'll see you out here in Zootown on Friday. Jeff, I appreciate it, buddy. Thanks, man. It's finally starting to feel like winter around here, and if you need some nice winter gear, how about the fine folks at Sitka? They make awesome winter clothes, and they sell custom Bobcat Sitka gear at the MSU Bookstore. You can shop online anytime at msubookstore.org, or, of course, you can check out the MSU Bookstore live and in person there on the Montana State campus. They also have some graduation regalia back in order there at the MSU Bookstore. They have an awesome American Indian Council selection as well. Visit on campus anytime you need blue and gold or visit online anytime, anywhere, msubookstore.org. MSU Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day located there on the Montana State campus.